0: Welcome to this week's edition of Island Recast. For more information on Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church or Pastor David, please go to gmpc.org. Well, good morning to you all. Again, Chaplain Contreras here from Camp Pendleton and serving the Marines and the Navy Sailors there. So I hear that uh, Pastor Rodriguez is coming your way, who's also a reservist chaplain in March. How exciting, that was great. Good news to hear about that. Looks like the Rodriguezes and the Contrerases are coming on over here. Uh, I like that. Uh, I never met uh, Chaplain David Rodriguez, but I'll, I assure you, I'm going to look him up after this, uh, just to just to know that a, a Navy Chaplain brother is coming this way. Uh, I also have family scattered throughout uh, Coronado. I've lived here for nine years. I have a wife. My name uh, her name is Karen, and uh, four children. And one of my family members is here, Mike Chapel. He's right there, my father-in-law. I don't know. He's either here to rate me, or 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 to make sure I I, I don't leave uh, prematurely. Uh, Captain Fleming, it's good to see you too. He's my good. He's a good mentor, friend of mine. But uh, I, I've enjoyed just being a part of the Coronado community for the last nine years, and uh, every once in a while, just visiting the church here. Uh, I just love the spirit and love the family connections. Uh, I'm also aware that Pastor David uh, has left the congregation, retired. Uh, What a great minister. I've always enjoyed and respected him. We've had a good friendship uh, just between him and I as as, uh, fellow pastors, so to speak. Uh, But I always looked at him a little step higher than me, absolutely. And in fact, there are many times that I picked up the phone and called Pastor David just to help the chaplain out uh, with, with some uh, sticky situations with military members. And, and he always answered the phone and always took the time to take care of me. So I understand that, that he's left now and, and it's transition time, at least until March. Um, given that I, that may, uh, uh, you know, uh, chaplains and, and, and pastors in general we're always supposed to be ready to share a word. So on Wednesday night, this last Wednesday night, uh Pastor Pastor Joseph gave me a call and said, Sam, are you ready to share the word? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> really? Well, this soon. Okay. Well, uh, of course. And so he uh, yeah, so we, we had a minister lined up, but 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 he fell ill. And so uh I I gladly took the opportunity to be with you all. Uh, so I'm glad to be here. Well, um uh, we're going to move away from the, the the theme that that has been shared since the first of the year in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to go a little different track because I did tell uh, Pastor John, uh, I can do that, right? And he says, yes. <laughs> yes, you can. You can do that. Besides, I'm in the mountains, so pa- Pastor John is freezing up in Forest home right now. I think he comes <laughs> back later this afternoon and, uh, you know, so uh, where I'm going to go, uh, and, and so uh, I, I just want you to know, as a Baptist trained minister, and uh, you know, and, and at this point, that's my cue. See, I'm going to take my watch off my arm right here. Put it right here, because see, the, the thing about Baptist ministers is they lose a sense of time, uh, and I can't do that today because I have a second service right after this, so I, I see what time it is, and I see how much time I have. That's great. So uh, where, where, where I was going to go, I was asking the dear Lord. I said, Lord, okay, so it's now Wednesday night. Now it's going to be Thursday morning. So what, what, what do you want me to share to this wonderful congregation of folks that have been here, supported this church and church mission, to know him and to make him known? I love that theme. Of your church, your motto, and uh, and after a bit of time, the Lord came through and He told me what to say. And so we're going to look at the uh, at a, a passage of Scripture. It's a parable. It's in the Gospels of Matthew. So if you have your Bible, and if you'd like to turn there, if you don't, if you'd like to listen audibly to me, that's fine. But we're going to refer to this passage in Matthew. The twenty-fifth chapter, verses fourteen to thirty, and the title of this parable uh, that's a, that's a, that's been established for years and years is is called the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. But before I go any farther, this Baptist minister chaplain would like to. Ask the Lord to do something for me. So I'm just going to pray. Oh God in heaven, pray that you would use your words to come out of my mouth. And then anything that's from Contreras, Lord, silence that part. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit to come into my vessel so that I can serve my brothers and sisters the way you want them to be served let your words ring out rather than mine i pray this in your most holy name amen well great you know so the parable of the talents i so matthew 20 i'm going to i'm just going to give you an overview matthew 24 23 24 25 we're getting near the end of matthew so you know that as the, the disciple Matthew is penning these words, he knows that the end is, is about to be near in this gospel story because right after this, this section of Scripture, there's only a few key events. It's almost Passover, And it's about two weeks before Jesus is going to be arrested, charged with charges that he doesn't even deserve, sentenced by a Roman governor, and then crucified. So we're getting near the end of this gospel story in Matthew. Matthew. But before these events occur, and before Passover starts, a lot of people already know who Jesus is. They've already heard about him. They've seen his works. The word is already on the street. There are many people who are intrigued, at the very least, And following, at the very most, this man named Jesus. So that's where it is right now. His popularity as an evangelist is very high at this time. And Jesus does a very smart thing. He gathers his 12 and says, we need to talk. We need to talk because the end for me is near now of course the disciples they don't want to hear the the end of me is near part <laughs> they, they don't want to hear that part they just want to be with their master at this time they're completely convinced that he's a man of authority he's a man of miracles skip the man part he's the son of god he's the messiah so they're already convinced that this is, their, that this is their, their, their leader, this is their follower. But this is where it kind of changes up, and I think this is why Jesus said, we need to talk, my 12, we need to talk. Because every Jew at this time, they have three things that they're really all about. And the disciples were in this mindset as well. Number one, the Jews want to be liberated from Roman rule. That's exactly what was on their mind many years ago. The Romans, who had basically conquered the known world at that time, were in charge, and they had enslaved the Jewish nation once again, well, I say once again because we've had other great civilizations who conquered the Jews. The Romans were at that time, at time of Christ. And number one on the Jews list at that time, let's get the Romans out of here. Number two, the Messiah is coming and he is going to be the one to lead this revolt. That was on their mind too. And number three, The temple, so in the city of Jerusalem, which still stood, the Romans did not destroy it then. uh, The temple uh, was still used as a center of worship. It was a focal point of all national cultural and religious expression. So there you go. So if you ever asked a Jew 2,000 years ago, about the three things on their mind, that's basically what it was. And Jesus knew that of his own disciples. And he says, we need to talk. Because that worldview is not my worldview at all. Instead of being liberated from Roman rule, he says in John 10.10, I came that they may have life and life abundant. I'm here for spiritual liberation, not national liberation. Number two, you said a Messiah would come to save and free Israel, free it from foreign rule. Well, in John 3.17, God sent me, his son, into the world so that the world, not just the Jewish nation, would be saved. I'm not just here, Jesus said, for the Jews. I'm here for the whole world, which is very foreign for, a, for even his disciples to tolerate. And then three, you say your temple is the focus of all national, cultural, and religious expression. Well, I'm here to tell you the temple In Matthew 24, 2, he said, Surely I say to you, not one stone that you see today will be on top of the other. And in 40 years, ladies and gentlemen, in A.D. 70, those words came true. Titus, the son of the emperor, with three legions of Romans, 70,000 Romans circled the city of Jerusalem and burned it to the ground. 900,000 citizens were killed. AD 70. And the temple was destroyed. Not one stone was left on top of the other. Jesus was forecasting that what you place your hope in as a Jew is not going to last. You put your hope into this government, you put your hope into your future liberation, and the fact that you put your hope into a Messiah who, for your own gain, will protect you and establish you as a nation, that is not why I'm here. I'm here to liberate you spiritually. I'm here for a different cause. I have a different plan in mind. So that gives you the context, a little bit of what Jesus and his disciples were about to do before Passover began again and before Jesus would be arrested, betrayed, and crucified. So now if you turn to Matthew 25, 14 to 30, I'll read the parable. And this is Jesus kind of having disciple time, man time with his guys, and uh, he shares these words. First of all, there are three parables in this uh, this thought pattern. The first one is uh, the faithful servant and the evil servant in in, uh, Matthew 24, and I'm not going to read that. And then the first uh, first set of verses in chapter 25, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. I'm not going to read that. But if you go to verse 14 in, in chapter 25, I'll start there. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went, traded with them, made another five talents. And likewise, he who had two gained two more also. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it into the ground and hid it, hid his Lord's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came back, settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22, he also, who had received two talents, came up to the master and said, Lord, look, you you gave me two talents. I've gained two more beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 24, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you would be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. I was afraid. I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord and master answered and said, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the banker's and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant to the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing. Of tea, the word of the Lord. Wow, that was a lesson. And again, Jesus is pulling his 12 and sharing these words, knowing that their mindset and their worldview needs to be adjusted. That sets the stage. So again, Now in real time, 2023, Pastor John giving me a call on Wednesday night, and this chaplain on his knees begging for the Lord's mercy on on what I should say today, today. The Lord gave me this passage to share with you, and I always asked him, ask the Lord, why do you want me to share this particular word With these brothers and sisters here. It's about investing. As I looked at this passage, investments. Some of you invest. I'm investing. And the thing about investing is you always want a rate of return, you'd hope that your investments are in a solid place. You hope that you could earn something, but then we have this four little dangerous word that enters the picture, and it's called risk. Oh, risk. There's always risk, aren't there? And the thing about risk is we don't have control. No one does. Well, I guess someone does, but not us. So, we have the opportunity to invest or not, and yet we have to realize that there's always going to be risk involved with our decisions. And using some of those terms, I'm here to tell you that the Lord wants you to invest wisely. So, wait, Chaplain Contreras. So, are you going to now talk about annuities and and uh, what stocks are hot, and uh, stuff like that. No, I am not going to talk about those things. I'm going to stick to the worldview of Jesus. We're going to talk about how to spiritually invest. And invest in 2023, because that's really important to the Lord. And that's what he wants you to know today. So, going back on this passage... You know, you had a master and you had three servants. And they had a mission given by the master to go invest the five talents, the two talents, the one talent, according to each of their ability. And that's all we know. And he said, I'm going on a long journey. And when I come back, there's going to be an account. So he leaves. We don't know how much time elapsed, but we know it was long. And the master comes back. You know, it's that, that old phrase that when 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 the boss leaves, the mice will play. So, you know, I, I'm sure you've many of you understand what that means. But when the boss comes back, oh boy, uh-oh, the boss is back. Um, I have an 06 uh, in, front, in in my office who who always uh, is only one, like maybe literally 10 feet away with one door in between his office and mine. And uh, I always shudder when I hear that knock. Chaplain Contreras, come into my office right now. I'm like, oh, oh goodness. I have to give an account. I know what he's going to ask for. So, So here, there's the scene. And The Lord and this master, excuse me, this master comes back in the story and wants to know, well, what did you do with the investment? So the first servant came. Master, you gave me five. Here's five more. I've doubled it. The second one, who was given two, according to his ability, said, Master, you gave me two. Here's two more. I have doubled what you gave me to begin with. And what did the Lord say in response to the two? His Lord said to both of them, exact same words, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your of your Lord. I mean, what employee doesn't want to hear words like that, right? Especially from your boss. Well done, faithful servant. And when we look at God's economy, what Christian would want to hear words from our Lord and Savior on the day of our death well done, good and faithful servant. Except there's this one twist in this story, and again Jesus is talking to his brothers about the last servant, the one who was given one talent according to his ability. And this servant as the master left, contemplated about what he could have done. And we don't know the thought processes per se, but all we know is that he chose to not invest and to bury his telling. And then when the master comes back and asks for an account, he gives this justification of why he did what he did and it seemed a little lengthy i would think a big excuse because he could have just said well here you go lord but instead he goes into a little monologue about well i knew you were a hard man and i didn't i didn't want to necessarily be looked at as a thief so at least you have your one. And, and yet, the, the master's response was very harsh. In verse 26, the Lord says, You wicked and lazy servant! You knew that I reap where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed? you ought to have deposited at least my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Take the talent from him, give it to the one who has ten, and then he makes this proclamation, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away, and then punishment, and cast this unprofitable servant into outer darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow, that's riveting. And so Jesus is discussing this and I finally figured out why he was going in this direction. Remember I talked in the beginning about the Jews' worldview at the time and the disciples were a little on that tangent too. Remember, they wanted to be freed from enslavement. They wanted to be a nation again, and they wanted their temple to be the prominent center. But Jesus said, no, no. You worry about these things that are not important because what's really important is your soul. What, as if Jesus was saying to his precious 12, where are you with me? Who are you? Am I your Lord? are you going to follow me? Jesus right away dismissed all of the religious view, uh, uh, the Jewish view. He dismissed it all and said, that's not important. What's important is you and me and where I'm going and When I leave, and I know you don't want to hear this, disciples, you are going to be the messengers of the gospel of Christ. So as I got that word and I thought, so how does this relate to this wonderful body of believers? I think what the Lord is trying to say in 2023 amidst a state and, frankly, our nation who is in moral peril, wouldn't you agree, where our schools are being indoctrinated with things that aren't really biblical or sound where our families are are falling apart. I'll say it that way. Where our families are falling apart. The nuclear family, no, no, no nuclear family now. Now we have a lot of divorces, unfortunately, which are a part of our culture, which has a great impact on our children, by the way. Um, I've, I've seen little... Sidestep, some of the statistics that us chaplains uh, serving the armed forces, we have now come to realize that out of 10 service members, only two can can say that they have a father and mother who are still married. 80% of all service members come from broken families. That's what we have to deal with. And as you know, the courts favor who? Mom. And so now we have young boys and young women who are raised by a single parent who has to make ends meet and work multiple jobs. And some of these young men, particularly men, join the service not knowing what it means to have a father and mother in their life. I, in some sense, become their surrogate father for many of our service members who are male. So, back to the, the text. I want to give you, and if you want to write these down, feel free, if you don't, you can just uh, listen to what I have to say How to invest wisely according to the parable of the tents? I'll give you four, five actually. One, accept. It all starts with the believing faith. Invite the Lord to take residence into your life. Let him be your savior. Revelations 3.20, uh, great words for today. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with them and he with me. That's the Lord's invitation to all peoples. Number one, accept. Number two, learn. Learn from God's truth. Everything that we need in order to live on this earth, even in 2023, can be found in here, amen? It can even teach you how to take care of your kids. It can teach you how to love the unlovable. It can teach you how to work, how to have a good work ethic, how to pray, how to deal with sickness, or the doctor's edict that says, You have cancer and you don't have long to live. How do you deal with that? It's all in here. Learn to trust his words. Number one, accept with believing faith. Learn from God's truth. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. You can look at that scripture, how his word can transform your mind. Love, number three. Love God and love your neighbor. Out of all the things, and even Jesus said this in the Gospels, out of all the commandments, he said, two are the most important. Love your God with all your mind, soul, and strength. Number two, similar, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. I will learn what agape and phileo love is. Agape, a a Greek term, sacrificial love. Phileo, pure brotherly love. Ooh, learn those two loves. Show that type of love to the world around you, who you work with, who you live with, and slowly this world will be transformed. One, accept. Accept with believing faith. Learn from God's truth. Love. Learn how to love. Number four, learn how to think. Let your mind think of these things in Philippians 4.8. I love this verse. Proclaims, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things, not what's on CNN or ABC. Don't think about those things. Think about these things. And then number five, serve. Find a place either here at GMPC, or if you're not from this uh, body of believers and you're visiting, find the body of believers that you are that you ascribe to and volunteer your time. Awanas, youth programs, outreaches, jail ministry, missions. Invest your time, because the Lord wants to know. How do you spend your money? What do you do with your discretionary time? What are you investing in? Who is the Lord of your life? That's what's important. That's the good word of today. The Lord wants to know. And if you want to take this message seriously and say, Lord, you know what? The chaplain did give me a word, and I do want to commit my 2023 to serve you and not my own worldview. And I do want to make a difference in this world. I want, to, I want to encourage you. In 2022, this is the work of this church. Total missions budget was 38550 but this is what was collected and donated. 199,398. That is a reflection of what you believe in. To give money to our missionaries across this globe to share the gospel to those who need to hear it. That's wonderful. Continue to serve the Lord that way. GMPC GMPC is supporting 13 different ministries with multiple missionary families throughout the globe. Uh, Some of the church organizations, I love this, Crosswalk High School, Big Five, Middle School, Sunday School, Awanas. Uh, By the way, uh, we need more volunteers in those areas. So there's a way we can serve, throwing that out. We have Bagel Boys Saturday Breakfast. We have Ladies Morning and Evening Bible Study. We we had the best PCS, the Military Outreach, not too long ago at the turn of the year. Best one ever. Uh, Choir, handbell, the thrift cottage, evening circle. Those are just a few areas where you can serve. But serve. So again, as I... As I leave this morning, accept Him, learn from Him, love, learn how to love, learn how to rethink, and then serve. This is how we can change the world around us. Don't fret, my friends, about what you see. Don't be too, too worried about the calamities that are all around us that exist. Instead, look to the one who still shines the light, who is our Lord and Savior, who holds the flag and says, hope is here and only here in the name of Christ. Lord in heaven, I thank you so much for the word that you gave me. I pray, Lord, that these words would be an impact to my brothers and sisters as they go home to their respective homes during lunch, perhaps, Lord, use this as a conversation piece. How are they spending their time, their money? Who are they devoted to? Oh, Lord, may they realign to your purposes. And thank you, God, already for what Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church has already done. May your work continue as they proclaim to know you and to make him known. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Recast. For more information, please go to gmpc.org. Thank brothers and sisters. My, uh, the charge for this morning is found in John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came, Jesus is speaking, but I came to give you life and life abundant. May that verse walk with you as you leave this blessed sanctuary.